Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word.
purchased for yourself. That's one Lord, we stand before you as sons and daughters of the King of Kings. Father, this is our heart cry today, O God, unto you. The Lord, we want more of you. We need more of you. Spirit of God, I pray this morning that Lord, let your word that comes out of these lips of clay come out in a spirit form. Fill every heart, touch every spirit. Lord, you speak to every spirit in this room. Speak to their hearing, speak to their understanding. Above all, I pray that Lord, you speak that your full purpose be done in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence this morning. Receive our worship and receive our praise that we bring unto you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen and amen. Put your hands together this morning. Oh, that hand clap is very weak. Amen. Praise the name of the please be seated in the presence of the Lord. God bless all of you just for stepping out of your house with the purpose of coming to church itself brings a blessing to you. And so this morning, I want to welcome all of you to Liberty Center of the Lord's Garden Ministries. And it's a good Sunday morning. You put your hands together for that. I, I started a message three weeks ago, and it seems we are, we are on it. Amen. Tell somebody we are on it. Amen. Because, um, you know, in every time and in every season, there's that which the Spirit of God will say to the church. Amen. And we who are his servants, we are just to comply. Because we are just vessels. We are just... Um, empty vessels that he fills and talks through. Amen. So this morning, I'm going back to the word. I think this is a part three of building for God's glory. Building for God's glory. Hallelujah. And last week, I ended on the list of those who rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that Nehemiah under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, had been sent by God to rebuild because the walls were broken down and burnt whilst they were in exile and the worship of God was gone down and the people's life was insecure. And um, in calling forth builders, they gathered to build with a heart to build and they built, but not without persecution, not without trouble, but nevertheless, they strengthened their hands and they built. Nehemiah said something very, very, very profound. He said, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore, we, his servants, we will arise and build. That means that they were going to build the world not in their own strength, but in the strength of God. And this morning, I want to speak to you that you will also build up the kingdom of God, not in your own strength, but in the strength of God. You will build up your own life, not in your own strength, but in the strength of God. You will build up your family, not in your own strength, but in the strength of God. In the enabling power of God who is all things and does all things in us and through us. Once his power rests upon you, you are changed, you are transformed. And the things that seemed impossible become possible. The things that you couldn't surmount, you find easy to surmount because you are not resting on your own strength or you're not relying on your own strength. And it's not just your strength at work. 
but it's the strength of the Most High God. It's a power of God that supersedes all power. That power that is able to do all things. And so this morning, I want to say that stop resting in your strength. Stop thinking about what can I do? What can't I do? Why haven't I been able to do this? Those are the pressures that the enemy puts on your heart and your mind. How will I do it? You have made a mistake because it is not about you. Tell yourself it's not about me. It's about the strength of my God with me. It's about the power of my God with me. Are we together this morning? Why are we here? Well, let me hear from you. Hallelujah. It's about the power of God within us. So in yourself, you may be weak. In yourself, you may not have the ability. You may not have all that it takes. But once the Spirit of God rests upon you, you have all it takes. I say you have all it takes. And that is why you don't have to be afraid in life. You don't have to despair in life. You don't have to let the enemy threaten your peace. Because it's just noise. Because at the end of the day, once the power of God rests upon you, there's nothing. And I say nothing that shall be impossible to you or with you. Are we together this morning? Do you agree with me? Then put your hands together and thank God. Thank God this morning for his strength. Hallelujah. You know, there are certain days you just don't, don't understand. You don't know how you're going to make it. You don't know how it's going to be possible with you. But then the day comes and, hey, you are there. Amen. It is God. God bless you. Get you. Hallelujah. You know, it happens. It happens all the time. And once it's happened before, you must put that within your Noah and understand that it's not about you. And stop worrying. This is just a teaser. Stop worrying. I'm hearing it. That's what I'm saying. Stop worrying. Stop being troubled. And don't let other people also give you pressure. You know, sometimes people give you pressure. Direct pressure and indirect pressure. The direct pressure is when they are asking you questions and they are saying things. The indirect is that you look and say, ah, what are they saying about? What are they thinking about? But that's indirect pressure. But listen, no direct pressure, no indirect pressure, because you can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing that dwells in you. Hallelujah. So this one, give a shout of liberty unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me. Let me get to the word today. I don't have time. But listen, 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 listen. I'm hearing this. Listen, and that is why you cannot keep your head down. You, you should not keep your head down. That is why you will not be ashamed. You, you will never be put to shame. I say, somebody told me last week that just at, the, just at quarter to shame, God will show up. She said, just at quarter to shame, <laughs> quarter to shame, God will show up. And God will perform his good counsel concerning your life. That which they think is will no longer be. That which they said will be changed because of the power of God that rests upon you to build your life. Your life will be built up. Nothing will stop it. And look at nothing will stop what God has ordained, that which God has planned. And I'm telling you that what God has planned, it is honorable. He has planned and he has positioned you in a place of honor. He said he has crowned you with glory and with honor. You are honorable. There's nothing the enemy can do about that. I'm talking to somebody this morning. You are not sick. You are healed. And there's nothing the enemy can do about that. I'm telling somebody this morning. You are not poor. You are rich. And there's nothing the enemy can do about that. I'm talking to somebody this morning. That no weapon formed against your life will prosper. They will come in one way, but they will flee in seven ways. Why? Because of the anointing. Of the of God that is upon your life. I tell somebody, you will not be put to 
walking through a certain valley, a certain valley. It looks like death. It's not death. It looks like things are not okay. But listen to me. you will not fail. Your children will not fail. Your husband, your wife will not fail. Your ministry will not fail. That business will not fail. Hey, you will not fail because you are building to the glory of God. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let me get back to where I wanted to get to. Amen. There's an account of those who rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. 
family by family, name by name. This person is sons. A long list of those who rebuild the walls. And this is heaven's record. You know, whatever is written in the word is heaven's record. That's God's testimony. Your life today is also being recorded. And everything that God is doing in your life is a testament of what God has ordained and what has come to pass. Heaven is bearing record of everything that we are doing. Amen. So I came to a point where I was talking about building up the kingdom of God and its requirements. And I think I mentioned three. I mentioned human capacity, empowerment of men, and then I also talked about finances or substance for the building of the kingdom. Now, this morning, I will start with the human capacity because that's where the Spirit of God leads me to. Building up of the kingdom of God requires human capacity. When I talk about the kingdom of God, I'm not talking about a designated place. I'm talking about the rule, the authority of God in man. Where we acknowledge God as the king of kings and we are subjects of the kingdom. Jesus came to bring a revelation and he said that repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and be saved. And from that day we have seen a movement of a kingdom being built. So for example, um, a few days ago, I saw, or yesterday, I saw uh, a group in Ukraine. Let's all pray for Russia and Ukraine. Let's pray for both of them that there be peace. Because it takes two to tango. But you see, I saw a group of believers in, I think, a, in a subway, and they were praying. They were worshiping, and they were praying. And there was one girl, a short girl, and the way she had raised up her hand, I could see any of you. you are, it looked like one of you just in worship. The, the stance, she was like this. And I said, this is the pure worship stance of any believer you see anywhere in the world. So that tells me that it is one spirit. Worshiping, they were worshiping, doing the same thing that we do in the same manner. Hands lifted up, the way she had even cocked her, her neck. I mean, I said, wow. You know, so that tells me that there's there a, a mighty kingdom across the nations whose king is God and who belong to God. Hallelujah. And we are building up this kingdom, you know, adding onto the kingdom, human beings, souls, being saved. We are adding onto the kingdom strength and power, empowering men, women, and children. We are building no, a spiritual kingdom that has bearing on earthly kingdoms and nations. Because whatever happens begins in the spirit. And whatever happens in the spirit ultimately manifests in the physical. The physical is controlled by the spiritual. But alas, most people spend their time thinking about the physical. But if you want anything to change, don't start from the physical, start from the spiritual. And then it will come out and will change on the outside. True power comes from the spiritual not the physical. The spiritual has power over that which is physical. So I'm talking about building up this spiritual kingdom, which is also manifest in the spiritual. And this morning, through nations and lands, the kingdom of God, you know, different people of different tongues and nations are gathered worshiping our king as we are. I said it requires, number one, human capacity. Now, the book of the prophet Isaiah, in his calling, he said in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, he said, then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, who shall I send? 
and who will go for me? And he said, I said, here am I, send me. Isaiah was being called by God as a prophet unto his people because the people in those days were going into idol worship and true worship was being diminished. We're going after idols and God says that he, the Lord, he's a jealous God. We should have no other God beside him. And so Isaiah was being called of God to declare unto the nation their sin, draw them into repentance and also prophesy the will of God and the goodness of God for their future for them. And God called a man to do that. Watch this. God didn't send an angel to do that. God was looking for a man. God called for man. Throughout all generations and years, God has always collaborated with man with issues concerning the earth. God has always collaborated, come into partnership with man with issues concerning the earth. Now, the heavens and the earth belongs to God. The Bible says that the highest heavens belongs to the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men. The heavens and the earth were created by God. He owns the heavens and the earth, but he has given the earth to the sons of men. Amen. To mankind. 11516. Put it there so anybody writing can. Psalm 150 verse 16, that is. Right. So the highest heaven belongs to the Lord, but the earth he has given to mankind or to men. Amen. He has given to all humanity. And so man has or wills power in the earth because God has given the earth to man. But to those of you who are kingdom people, you will power both in the heavens and on the earth. You didn't hear me right. You have power. For the heavens and the earth. Bible says, whatever you shall bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you shall lose on earth is loose in heaven. When you speak, heaven responds. Why? Because you are the kingdom sons and daughters of the king. So you carry that authority. I'm talking to a special people this morning. You are not an ordinary person. All right. So God created the heavens and the earth and gave the earth to man. And he gave the earth to man to have dominion to rule over the earth, to have possession. We go back to the very beginning, Genesis chapter 1, the verse 26, 28. Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over everything, over the fishes in the sea, over the fowl that fly in the air, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And Bible says, and so God created man in his image and after his likeness. Male and female created he them. All right? Then God blessed them. God bequashed them. He gave them the power to do well. So as you are, God has already given you the power to do well in life. God has given, he's given to you already. God gave them the power to do well. That is a blessing. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Be in authority. Be in rule over everything. The fish, the sea, the birds, everything that moves, anything that moves upon the face of the earth. And furthermore, God said he has given unto man um, the trees and the herbs for food. So everything is given to man. And that's why I'm telling you that God has given the earth to the sons of men. So where earthly things are concerned, or where things of the earth realm are concerned, God always 
has to find or find a man in order to bring a performance. Okay? And so we see that in every generation and in every dispensation of time, God locates somebody, men and women, and he works through them. God locates people and he works through them. And I pray that in our days, in our times, in this year 2022 and beyond, may you be that person that God will locate. Oh, you did, I said, uh, maybe, may you be that person that God will locate. Yeah, may you be that person. You see, Bible says that it came to a time after God created man that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. I think it was at the time of a man called Enos. That Enos, sorry, that man began to call upon the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Then <laughs> Enoch, who's laughing like that? Then <laughs> it came to the time of Enoch. And Bible says that after he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. He didn't die. God just translated him. Enoch didn't die. Amen. So in that time, we see that Enos, Enos, yeah, um, began to call upon the name of the Lord. Then Enoch also walked with God in a certain manner of faith. The, the writer of Hebrews talks about the, his faith. His faith was so pleasing to God that God translated. God didn't let him go through the normal process of man. That is life exiting through death. All right? Then after that time, God also located another man. That dispensation you know, went away, and God located another man called Noah. And in those days, the Bible says that the hearts of men were evil, and men did so much evil that God regretted creating man. And he regretted so much, he said he would destroy the whole earth by flood. But Genesis 6, 7 says, so God said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping things, best of the earth. For I'm sorry that I have made him. Verse 8 said, but Noah found grace in the sight of God. I pray, may you also find grace in the sight of God. In this nation, may you find grace in the sight of God. In this world, may you find grace in the sight of God. Among your family members, may you be that one that finds grace in the sight of God. May your family in, in totality find grace before God. That in the time when God says, I'm going to destroy everything. So, but Noah found grace in the sight of God. So God took a different decision where Noah and his family was concerned. One man, and by his act, by his life, obtained favor from God. And that favor helped his family, built up his family. I'm telling you this morning that the favor of God upon you alone is enough to build up your family. It's enough to save every member of your family. God used Noah to save his whole family, his whole family, his sons and his daughters-in-law, his wife. He saved them because of one man. Noah, one man, started building up a new people. And Hebrews 11:7 says that by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, reverential fear, prepared an act for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. So Noah heard the word of God. God said, I'm going to destroy the earth by flood, build an ark, and Noah, in faith, believing God, did it. 
a ridiculous tax in those days. Can you imagine? A man setting a long piece of wood, cutting wood, trees, those days, and then building a huge thing. And people said, what are you doing? Oh, man, Noah. He said, rain is about to fall. The whole earth is going to be destroyed by flood. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. This old man needs a few screws tightened up there. They thought he was crazy. Because rain at that time had yet fallen on the earth. It was just dew that wet the ground. So sometimes, you see, God may call you to do something. Everybody will be against it. Everybody will say it won't work. People will say it is ridiculous. People will rise up against you. But if God says build, you build. If God says do it, you do it. Because in as ridiculous as it may seem, in as difficult as it may be, so long as God has said it, it will work. It will work. It will not fail. It will work. And so Noah built this ark, and he saved his whole family. God destroyed the whole earth, every living thing, but left eight people. Eight people. And was able to restore the world again. You know, when God got to there, he was talking to me, and he hit me. I said, Lord, you are telling me something. He said he destroyed the whole earth. All people died. Left eight people. And now look at the number of people in the world. Eight people. But today, look at the number, the millions and millions of people. Ghana alone, we have a 30 million. Whilst he had destroyed the whole earth, left eight people. And you know what God said to me? He said to me that I have the power to restore again. It doesn't matter what is destroyed. He said, I have the power to restore. And so it may be left with one CD in your pocket. By that one CD, he has the power to restore. Maybe there's nothing at all in your pocket or your bank balance. But he, the God who restores, he said he has the power to restore. He said he gives power to the, to the faith. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. You don't have it, but he will increase it. That is a mystery. This one, we want to thank God. Oh, put your hands together. All animals were destroyed except two. Noah took two by two of each animal into the ark. And from the two, look at the number of snakes, scorpions, lions, tigers, and bears. Somebody said, I don't like this. But look at it from two. So I don't know why you should belittle yourself. I don't know why you should think that it can't be. From two animals of every species, today look at the world. He has a power to restore. He has a power to increase. He has a power for multiplication. And so don't be worried about what is or what is not. Because when God is building, it doesn't matter how low, how nail it is, he will restore. God increases. And I pray this one, may God increase you. God multiplies. And I pray this one, that may the spirit of multiplication fall upon your hands. Everything that you touch be multiplied. God restores. I pray this mother, may the broken walls of your own life receive restoration. May broken relationships receive restoration. May broken hearts receive restoration. I call for your restoration in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that God will make us new everything that the enemy destroyed. Whatever you lost this month, I'm calling for it to come back to you. Not the same number, but a hundredfold return in the mighty name of Jesus. And I'm here in my spirit. There's somebody who had a miscarriage, but God says, I should tell you that he's restoring that child unto you and even more. Somebody put your hands together and thank the goodness of God. 
God will multiply, God will restore. He will make new and he will add unto you. Amen. God used one man and brought restoration. Power of restoration. The power of restoration. The power of restoration. The power of restoration. The power of restoration. I just hear in my spirit, God is taking away somebody's pain this morning. Just this word is taking away pain because you, 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 you have received right there an assurance from God. It is God's word to you. He will restore. That which you lost, he will restore. And you restore in, in a mighty way. Maybe you might have lost one, but he's bringing two or ten. Is somebody with me? Yeah. And I hear in my spirit, somebody, you lost some money long ago to a certain scheme. God said, I should tell you that his day of mercy is here. He will restore. He will restore. Restoration. I just keep on hearing restoration. God will restore. Amen. God will increase and God will multiply. After the time of Noah, in another dispensation, God located Abraham, or Abraham as we call him now. Amen. And God separates Abraham too for his purpose to build up a nation. One man, he calls him out. He says, Abraham, come out of your father's house and out, out among your kindred to a land that I will show you. And I'll make of you a great nation. One man. One man, you alone. Tell yourself, I'm a great nation. Out of me, God will build a great nation. God will build the kingdom of God. God will build kingdoms and structures. Oh, you are speaking like you don't believe it. You are not believing what I'm telling you. One man, Abraham, God said, I will bless you and you shall become a blessing. God will bless you, beloved, so you can become a blessing. If God said, be a blessing unto others, and he hasn't blessed you, how can you be a blessing? What can you do? But if God blesses you, then you can also be a blessing. When God blesses you with wisdom, you can also bless other people with your wisdom. When God blesses you with, with finances, you can also bless other people. You can bless the poor and the needy. Listen, when God blesses you with anything, you can also be a blessing. God wants you to be a blessing. He said, and I will bless you. And he went for it, he said, and I will curse him who curses you. <laughs> Never leave that one out, oh. Some kids, oh, you know, Jesus said that if your neighbor takes your, your coat, give him your cloak too. Slap your cheek, turn the other cheek. I will turn it, but not before I've slapped you. They chow you. Then, no, my dad, boh. What do you mean, boh, Because he wouldn't say, boh, die, we're not boh. Me say, who be a I'm just kidding. Oh, but true, true, true. It's a joke. You know, a physical deliverance. One man of God was, was praying for somebody. Come on, come on, come on. The guy got up and slapped him. Bam! He said, hey, he slapped me. He went on the guy. Bam, 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 bam. He said, hey, pastor, pastor. He said, he, he slapped me physically. I'll deliver him physically. Physical deliverance. Amen. Never forget that. God said he will bless those who bless you and will curse those who curse you. Nobody who curses you, you know, for, for no reason will go scot-free. So let them curse. Let them enchant. Let them divine. Let them do everything they want to do. Listen, God is the ultimate judge. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for that. 
And he said to Abraham that in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. And Isaiah said this in Isaiah 51 too. He said, he said to them, he said, look to Abraham and to Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone. I called him alone. And I blessed him and I increased him. Today maybe you think that you were alone. You think that there's nothing. You don't have anything or you don't have what you, you think you need. Because I called him alone and I blessed him and I increased him. I'm talking to you about building up the kingdom. And the wise master builder who is God is saying to us that it doesn't matter if it is one. It doesn't matter if it's you alone. He has the ability and his, he will bless you and make you a blessing and he will increase you. If it's God building, the increase will come. It doesn't matter the number of times maybe the enemy will come in and steal. He will restore. He said, remember Abraham and Sarah, your ancestors. Who gave birth to your nation? I called him alone. He was one man and I blessed him and he became a great nation. So God calls a person. God, God calls us as individuals and he separates us unto himself for his purpose and for his glory. You are called by God, chosen by God, separated unto God for God's glory. God hasn't called you to shame and to dishonor. He has called you for the purpose of manifesting his glory in your life, upon your life, and his glory through your life. Yes. You see, because if you, yourself, your life is a witness of the goodness of God. And you go and stand before somebody and say, oh, sister, my God is good. My God can. They'll look at you and say, but God will show forth his glory in your life. God will glorify your life. He will manifest his glory in your life. That's something you don't even need to speak. Your life itself will be that testimony. That will draw others unto your God. They will say, ah, this lady, how I see you. Who is your God? Where is your God? Let me follow you to the house of your God. Is somebody with me? Your life itself will be a testimony. When you open your mouth, you say, ah, sister, where did you get this wisdom from? I need to seek the source of your wisdom. And you tell the source of my wisdom is Jehovah God Almighty. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together. God has separated you to glorify your life and then to show forth his glory through your life. You are a carrier of the glory of God. You are a carrier of the glory of God. And the young ones among us, listen to me. You are a carrier of the glory of God. So don't be deceived by the rubbish. Father, forgive me for mentioning this horrible word on this holy puppet this morning. But the rubbish that is in the world. You see the rubbish and you are so excited by it. It is rubbish. What you have is the glory. And oftentimes people want to draw you out of it. People want to exchange your glory for you. And they oh, this is better. This, they are lying. They see the glory of God upon you. And some of you, do you know why people don't like you? If you are not a middle mouth. Those, if you are like that, they are your own. But if you are walking right, and you are doing the right thing, and people just take a hate to you, you know, your office, and people don't like you, and people see you, it's because they see the glory of God upon your life. And they can't handle. Somebody said, can't touch this. They can't touch the glory. The glory is too much. They see the glory, and it's too much. Because God has chosen you and separated you 
and put his glory upon you. There's something different about you. There's something different about you. You carry the favor of heaven itself. You are the one that angels have been instructed to save. God also in another dispensation called Jeremiah. Called Jeremiah out. You see what I said? Jeremiah, Jeremiah is walking down there. Jeremiah, which is a boy? God called the prophet Jeremiah and he said to him, that before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, even before you were born, I sanctified you. That word then means I separated you unto myself. And I ordained you as a prophet unto the nations. Even before you were formed in your mother's womb, even before you were born, God had already mapped out your destiny. He said that he knew you. He knows you. He knows you. It, I mean, deeply, he knows your life, your destiny. He knows who you are supposed to be. He knows your day. He knows everything. And he said, and I've, sanctified, I've set you apart for myself. Hallelujah. And I've ordained you as a prophet unto the nation. That means that your spiritual assignment here on earth is already given to you. It's there. All you have to do is to seek it. And he'll show you so many ways and just to do it. And as you begin to walk in the, in the path of your spiritual assignment, you increase in it. And the glory is getting bigger. And you are moving higher and higher and higher. Amen. So God foreknew you. God set you apart. And God has an assignment for your life. He has put an assignment in your life. There's a reason why you are born again. You are not born again for no reason. You, are, you, 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 are, you see, among the millions of people in this world, God bypassed a lot of people to choose you. God bypassed a lot of people. Look in your family. Look among your friends. Your posses you used to work with. Look at, they are still in their ministry of games and wildlife. Their lives are going nowhere and very slowly at that. But look at you. Because God has actually chosen you. It's a different thing altogether. I'm talking to you about human capacity. Amen. So you are unique. You are a unique person. Formed, unique, sanctified, and called. There's a call upon every one of you's life. Every one of us has a call. Another one. Those days when people would say, I have a call, I have a call, I have a call. And some young men gathered, and there was one young man. That's the one who be And then he was also said, eh, I'm called. Say, hey, when did God call you? You are not called. You are not called. Why? No, it's a brothel. Then <laughs> the guy, when he got fed up with them, he said, You are not called. Or see, Nyami Nyami Afremio. On frame you, Maba. You are called. There's a call of God upon your life. You are special. You are unique. Amen. Peter says in First Peter two nine. He said, "But you, you, and that is you. You are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of Him." who has called you out of darkness and brought you into his marvelous light, the light of the kingdom of his dear son. You are a chosen generation. God has chosen you. God has handpicked you. you. I said last week that you are a designer selection. Because the one who knows all things, he knows the finer things of life, and it is you he chose. Who can tell you you are nothing? Don't let anybody tell you that. Now I was wondering why. God has chosen me. You know, there are many people who have chosen, but he chose you. 
Set you apart. Don't let anybody demean you. The world likes that. They want to make you feel down. They want to make you feel. And pardon me, which, 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 which pedigree are you from? Pedigree child. Don't food. Listen. <laughs> you are of the pedigree of the king of kings. The blood of Christ Jesus' his son runs through your veins. You are crowned with glory and honor. His spirit dwells within you. His spirit is at work within you and through you. What do you mean, who am I? Tell somebody, I am royalty. That's the audition. Who audition? I'm, te I'm telling you something. You need to take certain things off your mind in order to be able to fulfill your mandate and your call in life. Because the world would like to cover your mind that even the things that you should see about yourself, you won't see. And if you don't know yourself, people will tell you who you are. The world will tell you who you are. Sometimes, even if not magazine, magazine, common magazine, social media will tell you who you are. These days, people are doing all kinds of things because of social media. What social media is saying? If you don't have this kind of pointy nose, your nose is not correct. So people go and chisel their nose and chisel their nose until it's left with a stump. Meanwhile, your nice, flat, broad nose. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I said you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Beautiful in design. Awesome in creation. That is you. Amen. See, so you are being sanctified and you have been given a call. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a special people that God has chosen for what? To offer his praise and to declare his praise. Praises declare what God has done. That is, you are a testimony. You have a testimony. You are a witness. Amen. So you are special and you have been given an assignment. You are the witness that God is. Today, if anybody should ask you on the street, do you think there's God? Hey, you say, of course there's God. Why do you think there's God? You don't go to, and, and John said this, and, no, your own testimony. Once I was lost, but now I'm found. It's enough. You are the witnesses that God is. In Isaiah 43, Isaiah said, God says that, you are my witnesses, said the Lord, my servants that I've chosen, that you may know and believe me. Number one. And understand that I am he, too. Before me there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. Even I, I am the Lord. Beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and I have saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses. So your selection, your choosing, your glorification, and everything that God has done in you is to make you what? A witness. A witness. Put your hands together for that word. You are a witness that God is. You are a witness that there's no other God beside God. You are the witness that God saves. You are the witness that God can heal. You are the witness that God changes lives because you knew how you were, who you were, and today you know who you are today. So you are a witness. And that is what God has called us to be. I'm talking about human capacity. God in every dispensation will locate people and sanctify them and call them to be his witnesses. Today, it is our turn. We today are God's witnesses that God is. Amen. God has chosen us 
God has chosen you. You are God's battle axe. You are the battle axe of God. A weapon of warfare in the hand of God. I said to you, God has given you power in the earth realm. So you are the one who say, Satan, out! And the earth does not belong to Satan. The earth belongs to you. Demons, evil spirits, they are illegal tenants here on this earth. They were cast down from heaven, but they are not the owners of this earth. Power has changed hands. Jesus came to die for us. A power will change hands. That that authority that Satan took from Adam, the second Adam, Christ Jesus, has come to restore to us. So today you are in control in this earth realm. Satan, he's an illegal tenant. His demons are illegal tenants. Every evil spirit is an illegal tenant. And it is you, the witnesses, you who have been chosen by God. You carry the power and the authority in this earth realm and I said in the heavens also to declare God's power and God's glory. And you are the ones that God will use to effect the building up of his kingdom here on earth. The building up of lives. The building up of nations. The building up of many things. Listen, the wisdom that God has given to Christians. If Christians, Makadosha, if Christians are in right positions, it's a different thing. Yeah, if you have a boss who's a Christian and not a Kosiakwa Christian, some Christian, those hypocrites, no. I'm talking about a genuine Christian. Even their, even their attitude is different. My niece or my daughter, she's a doctor. But she's so full of the Holy Spirit that her work is extra old. She'll call you when you are in trouble. When she doesn't know you're in trouble, the Holy Spirit will put this here. Call. And when she comes to you, and or you go to her and she's examining and everything, maybe the diagnosis is there, but she said, mm, but I hear the Spirit of God say this. It's a different ball game. When the person who is in any authority is filled with the Spirit of God and walking in the power of God, the rule of God is done. The will of God is done. The power of God is manifest. Are you hearing me? And you and I are the people who are filled with the Spirit of God. And so you are making a difference. You ought to make a difference wherever you are. Whether in school, in business, in your job, in church. You are God's witnesses. Say, so you are my battle axe and weapons of war. Jeremiah 51, 20. I like to tell you so you can go and research yourself. Say, so for with you I will break the nation in pieces. With you, I will destroy kingdoms. With you, I'll break in pieces the horse and its rider. With you, I'll break in pieces the chariots and its rider. You are God's battle axe, the weapons of war in God's hand. God will use you to transform people. God will use you to bring people to salvation. God will use you to heal people's life. God will use you to take care of people. Listen, God will use you to finance even somebody who doesn't have anybody and make that person a somebody. God will bless you and make you a blessing. We are God's battle axe. God will use you to drive Satan out of somebody's life. God will use you to bring restoration to that family. God will use you because you are God's battle axe. The weapons of war in God's hands. Hallelujah. We are the builders of the kingdom. We are equipped. You have been equipped. 
Amen. So stop running in terror of the enemy and turn around and face it. You know, when you are always on the, hey, my time is gone. When you're always on the defensive, you'll be back to a corner. How many of you like boxing? When I watch boxing and the opponent is boom, 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 and the person is going back, we go back to the corner. The person gets to the corner and there's nowhere to go. Number corner twice and so poo, 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 TKO. But if the person should gather a little courage and begin to go on the offensive, the person who was so mighty and big begins to go back. You are God's battle axe. You push back the enemy. I said you will push back the enemy. This morning, I'm not feeling you. Maybe I'm not understand. You will push back the enemy. God has empowered his witnesses. And he has empowered us for his assignment. God will use to break the chokehold of Satan, of the enemy over his people, over people. People who are still in darkness. You are the one God is going to use. The one who is in darkness, they don't even know they are in darkness. They are sinning and they are doing free because that is it. But you are God's battle ask. You are God's servant. You are God's witness. And each and every of us has different roles in this kingdom. Some are the eyes. Some are the ears. Some are the mouth. Some are the hands. Some are the feet. We are in different parts of the kingdom. But if every part is working as it ought to work, then the body is strong. Hallelujah. God will use you as his weapon. And for this reason, God will strengthen you always for this purpose. There's no room. There should be no room in our lives for fear. Don't let anything intimidate you. And you know, sometimes they would like to distract you with problems. Keep focused. The problems, they will go. They can't stay. God is God over the problems. I said, God is God over the problems. Hallelujah. I finish on Isaiah 41. So you whom I've taken from the ends of the earth and I've called from his father's region and I've said to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and I've not cast you away. Once God has chosen you, he will never cast you away. Until one today. Maybe things are rough, but listen, he's still in control and you are still his servant. He said, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will help you. Great witnesses of God. God said, has said that, that he will help you. He says that I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He says that those who were angry, incensed against you shall be as nothing. They shall be as a thing of naught. You will look for them and you will not find them. Listen, there are certain things that today I look for and I can't even find. Truly. Last, only last week or last two weeks. Last two weeks, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't strong. I had an infection and my doctor said, listen, I think we should run the lupus test. You know, you haven't run it so long. And I said, wow, lupus test me? And I said, I said, doctor, I left lupus back 15 years ago. Me, Jan, what 15 years ago? But if you say, I will not argue with you. So they came and took my blood, went to SA with it. And I learned that two weeks when the results were certain, some of them say, hey, maybe that's why your toe has been paining you. Hmm. Maybe that's why sometimes your knee pains you. I'm with some. baby fat. Go and take another thought. I stand on this. I left lupus 15 years ago. Not talking to me about lupus now. Better find some.
Do not give in to the intimidation. Don't give in to the intimidation. And if you have lupus, they say you have cancer, you have this, and you have that, and that has come upon you. Listen, you are God's witness. He will heal you. He will strengthen you. He will cause you to fulfill the number of your days. You will perfect, you perfect everything that concerns you. Are you hearing me? Don't let anything frighten you. You will fight like a soldier. You will stand and fight the good fight of faith. And God, who is a true God, he has already, already chosen you. He has numbered your days. And he didn't add lupus to it. He didn't add this to it. Those are the tricks of the end. But by the power of God, we stand. I said, by the power of God, we stand. They will come in one way, but they will flee in seven ways. I'm talking to a church this morning. I'm talking to kingdom people this morning. You will look for those things. A day is coming, you will look for those things, and you cannot find them. Why? Because God says, I will help you. God will help you. This is I say, church, God will help us. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And he said, those who are angry with you, they shall be as a thing of naught. You look for those who are working against you, those who want to death, those who are waiting for your obituary. You look for them, and their obituary would have been whitewashed on the wall long ago. God is that God. He holds all power in his hands. Who is he? Who says a thing when God has not sanctioned? We are the people of God. Be proud of the fact that you are, you are the child of God. And take your authority. Stand in that power and that dominion. Don't let things shake you. Sometimes I believe that we get shaken too much. I mean, sometimes it will... Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.